So, and some good news today, the Biden administration took a devastating blow when the Fifth Circuit just blew the mandate out of the water and halted it again for the second time. And now a lot of people start talking about how this vaccine mandate is going to go before the Supreme Court. Something I said will happen if Biden ever puts it down in paper, though I never thought Biden would actually take the time to put the vaccine mandate into actual legal format and make OSHA make a rule about it. Yet, I was proven wrong and he totally tried. Now, we'll have to wait and see where this goes from here. Without any further ado, welcome to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and let's get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, First story today comes from the New York Times. Appeals court extends block on Biden's vaccine mandate for employers. A three-judge panel of the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit held that challengers were likely to succeed in their claim that the mandate was an unlawful overreach. Well, it's clear to say that this is going to go to the Supreme Court. Now, I made a prediction months back. When Joe Biden first came out and he said some jibberty jobberty about having a vaccine mandate and having people under with over 100 staff force the mandate. Well, I said he'd never put it in paper because I would go to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court would slap the shit out of it. Lo and behold, this dumb motherfucker made an executive order and then tried to push it onto OSHA and OSHA wrote up some shit and then immediately court started blocking it. Now that the Fifth Circuit Court has blocked it, they have to go to the higher power. And the only higher power than the Fifth Circuit Court is the Supreme Court. And everything Biden has taken before the Supreme Court has gotten slapped down. The moratorium. He even came out and said, I have a feeling that saying this moratorium isn't going to be very constitutional. And a week later, the Supreme Court came back and said it wasn't. So... And also, the Fifth Circuit Court is a very has mostly conservatives work like as judges on it. But without any more rambling on, let's get into it. Article by Charlie Savage. Savage. In Washington, a federal appeals court has kept its block in place against a federal mandate that all large employers require their workers to go get vaccinated against the coronavirus or submit to weekly testing. Starting in January, mind you, they wanted this mandate in place in November. But a lot of companies came out and said, hey, at least wait till after the holiday season, otherwise you'll cripple us. And Biden gave in. Let's get back into it. <clears throat> Sorry. A declaring that the rule, quote, grossly exceeds, end quote, the authority for the Occupational Safety Agency that issued it. In a 22-page ruling issued on Friday, a three-judge panel on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit in New Orleans held that a group of challengers to the mandate issued by the Biden administration was likely to succeed in its claim that it was an unlawful overreach. 
and bar the government from moving forward with it. Uh, yeah, one of the first people to step up and say that they were going to take this to court was actually uh, Ben Shapiro of the Daily Wire, but I don't think anybody was surprised to hear that. Quote, From economic uncertainty to workplace strife, a mere specter of the mandate has contributed to untold economic upheaval in recent months, end quote. Judge Kirk D. Edelhart wrote, I hope I said the same right. It sounds like, like Inglehart. Okay. Judge Kurt D. Inglehart wrote. He added, quote, Of course, the principles at stake when it comes to the mandate are not reductible to dollars and cents. The public interest is also served by maintaining our constitutional structure and maintaining the liberty of individuals to make intensely personal decisions according to their own convictions, even or perhaps particularly when those decisions frustrate government officials. I like that. You love to read it, especially when it frustrates government officials. It's a good quote. He was joined by Judge Edith H. Jones and Kyle Duncan. All three are Republican appointees. I believe those are the ones Trump actually put in there. In a filing asking asking the Fifth Circuit to withdraw its stay this week, the Justice Department argued that requiring large employers to force their workers to get vaccinated or submit to weekly testing was well within the authority granted by Congress to the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA. It also said blocking the mandate would have dire consequences keeping the mandate from coming into effect, quote, would likely cost dozens or even hundreds of lives per day in addition to large numbers of hospitalizations, other serious health effects, and tremendous costs, end quote, the Justice Department said in its filing. Fuck right off. Fuck right off. Yeah, I'm sure the government department of the government that's trying to push a vaccine mandate said some phony baloney bullshit. Look at Florida. Florida has no active restrictions. In fact, they actually are fining businesses that require vaccine mandates. Now, don't get me wrong. You're a private company. You have every right to enforce any stupid fucking retarded dumb fucking policy you want. Be it vax mandates, mask mandates. I don't care. But it's fucking ridiculous. Now, Florida has the lowest transmission in the country right now. The lowest current hospitalizations for COVID, all across the board, they are one of the fastest healing states from the COVID lockdown and the COVID you know, vaccine, the whole shit and caboodle itself. But anyway, let's just get back into this. The Justice Department said in its filing, quote, that that is a confluence of harms of the highest order. A confluence of harms of the highest order. Well, it's good to know the federal government cares about our health and safety. The ruling by the panel of the Fifth Circuit is unlikely to be the final word. Some challenges, <clears throat> sorry, some challenges to the mandate are in other circuits, and the cases will be the will be consolidated before a randomly chosen one of those jurisdictions. The Supreme Court is expected to eventually decide the matter. 
Dina Iverson, a Justice Department spokeswoman, said the Biden administration would defend the mandate through that process. Quote, today's decision is just the beginning of the process for review of the important OSHA standard, she said in a statement. Quote, the department will continue to vigorously defend the standard and looks forward to obtaining a definitive resolution following <clears throat> the consolidation of all the pending cases for further review, end quote. President Biden announced in September that his administration would issue the mandate as one of several steps to try and increase immunization rates and end the pandemic. There is no end to the pandemic. The CDC and the WHO have all come out and said that this is now officially endemic. It will be a seasonal sickness. But whatever. Which so far has killed about 750,000 Americans, but... Let me uh, pull some real quick. A link to the article will be in the description of this podcast, of course. So I want to put this into perspective, right? 762K died. But do you know how many contracted it across the country? 47 million. 47 million, folks. 47 million. So out of 47 million under 800,000 people died. Under 800,000 people died. Right? The pandemic, the COVID is such a horrific, nightmarish, monstrous fucking virus. It's horrific, right? It's the scariest, monstrous thing ever. 42 million Americans infected and carrying COVID right now. Or contracted COVID. Yet, for it being so dangerous, less than 800,000 people died. By the way, the majority of deaths we saw were in places like California, New York, Michigan, Illinois. Why did we see it there? Simple. These states were the states that put COVID-positive 20-year-olds in nursing homes. When you break down the the the... Just the 760,000 people who died, how many of them do you think were senior citizens? Are the people who were already in the age age area and the demographic to pass away from this disease? How many, of them, how many of them do you think were contracted by people put in the nursing homes? Furthermore, how many people do you think caught COVID and died because of it? Because they were wearing the same mask every day without washing it. I know that, that was their stupidity that killed them, I'm just saying. And yet, places like Florida have some of the lowest numbers and rates across the damn country. Yet, New York and California have some of the largest demographics that have passed away from it. Makes you think, doesn't it? Back to the article. Other mandates applied to federal employees for federal contractors. In early November, OSHA which is part of the Labor Department, issued, a, <clears throat> issued the standard for companies with at least 100 employees. It would force them to require unvaccinated employees to wear masks indoors starting December 5th. Employees who remain unvaccinated by January 4th would have to undergo weekly testing at work. The, proposal, the proposed rule makes an exception for employees 
who do not come into close contact with other people at their jobs, such as those who work from ho- work at home or exclusively outdoors. A coalition of pl- of plaintiffs, including several employers and Republican and Republican controlled states, immediately challenged the employer's mandate in court. Their lawsuit argued that the mandate was an unlawful overreach that exceeds the authority of Congress had legitimately delegated to OSHA. Among other things, they argued that the agency has no power to regulate protections against exposure to disease as opposed to the workplace hazards like asbestos. And And that framing the mandate as a workplace safety effort was just a pretext for Biden for the Biden administration to real <coughs> sorry was pretext for the Biden administration's real motivation pressuring Americans who have been reluctant to get vaccinated judge Engelhart's ruling strongly sided with their point of view OSHA he wrote was created by Congress to ensure safe and health <coughs> healthful working conditions but was not, quote, intended to authorize a workplace safety administration in the deep recesses of the federal bureaucracy to make sweeping pronouncements of, on matter of public health affecting every member of society in the profoundest of ways, end quote. This is one based motherfucker. This is a very based individual. The judge also desired the notion that the circumstances of the rule put forward by OSHA under the authority granted by Congress for emergency situations qualified as an emergency. Quote, the mandate stated imputus and purported emergency that the entire globe has now endured for nearly two years. Yeah, two years after 14 days of flattening the curb. And which OSHA itself spent nearly two months responding to. It's unavailing as well. He wrote, quote, and its promulgation grossly exceeds OSHA's statutory authority, end quote. The big mouthful for, for, for you, my friend. Some large employers have already decided on their own to impose vaccine mandates on their workforce, including 3 million Procter & Gamble, IBM, oh, sorry, that's just 3M, the company, like 3 millimeter. Okay, so 3M, Procter & Gamble, IBM, Tyson Foods, and the airlines America, uh, American, Alaska, JetBlue, and United. Most workers have complied, though a small number have quit. Former President Donald J. Trump appointed both Judge Inglehart and Judge Duncan in 2018. Judge Jones was appointed by former President Ronald Reagan in 1985. Jesus. Jones has been there. One hell of a long time and that brings us to the end of this article but i want to i want to bring in perspective how these mainstream media outlets are trying to paint the fifth circuit to people and by the way this article new york times by charlie savage but first a word from our sponsors afraid of losing your car to some ordinary street thug come to carjack in the box uh, I'd like a cheeseburger, large fries, and shake. Uh-uh. You like to get out of the car and step aside. What? 
Get out of the car, man. Do it now. Get out of the car. Okay, okay. All right, all right. We'll have somebody else to drive it away in a minute. Thank you for choosing Carjack in the Box. Carjack in the Box. A complete lunch with enough money left over for bus fare home. It's always important to appreciate our sponsors. Now we go over to The Guardian, a site that I've used a lot on this show. And we'll only read a little bit of this article. Just to give you an idea of how the media is trying to paint the circuit court in the eyes of its readers. Now, you know what? No, let's just get into it. How Trump reshaped the Fifth Circuit to become the most extreme U.S. court. Ultra-conservative lawmakers seek to have their cases heard in the Fifth Circuit Court in hope of a favorable ruling. Article by David Smith. Not Dave Smith of the Mises Caucus, but David Smith. One publicly mourned the, quote, moral tragedy of abortion. Another suggested that same-sex marriage, quote, in peril civic peace, end quote. A third tweeted negatively about Hillary Clinton using the hashtags hashtag crooked Hillary, hashtag basket of deplorables, and scandalabra. James Ho, Stuart Kyle, Duncan, and Corey Wilson are among six judges appointed by former President Donald Trump to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit Court, skewing one of the most conservative and influential courts in America even further to the right. The consequences of Trump's reshaping of the federal <clears throat> judiciary are being felt acutely at the Fifth Circuit on issues ranging from abortion to immigration to the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, um, they pretty much told Biden to put back the remaining Mexico policy and fix the border or else. And people got really mad about that, but oh well. <clears throat> from abortions to immigration to the coronavirus pandemic, the court's willingness to entertain Republican extremism has effectively made it their principal legal bulwark against Joe Biden. You gotta love the framing. Quote, The Supreme Court is, no doubt, the nation's most powerful court, but the Fifth Circuit, the Federal Court of Appeals, that covers Louisiana, Mississippi, and Texas, is staking out a claim to be the most dangerous. Ruth Marcus Deputy editorial, pussy wet pants, wet behind the ears, dumb fuck editor of the Washington Post, wrote in August. The Supreme Court does indeed have the last word on the constitutionality of, of contentious laws and bears Trump's stamp. Ooh. It's, like a, it's like the white hand of Sauron in, in Lord of the Rings. As the Trump stamp of approval with his three appointees. But the great majority of cases never make it that far. Instead, 13 appellate courts, appellate courts, each covering a different region, get to rule on most legal appeals around the country. Edward Fallone, an associate professor at Marquette University Law School, said, quote, they're really error-correcting uh, courts. Uh, sorry, uh, that's, uh, I have some heartburn. Bear with me. Quote, 
They're really error-correcting courts. Their function is primarily to correct the trial judge if they made a mistake, if they don't have the power to overturn a settled precedent from the Supreme Court, but if there are cases where there is no precedent and they're willing and they're writing on a clean slate, then they get the first crack at defining what the law is, end quote. Among 13 appellate courts, which typically put the cases before the three judge panels, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit in Washington is widely regarded as the biggest hitter. On Thursday, for example, it temporarily blocked the release of Trump's White House records relating to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. But the Fifth Circuit, circuit based in New Orleans, Louisiana, has long shown an ability to punch above its weight. Half a century ago, it was seen as a trailblazer as it handled most civil rights cases in 1964. Time Magazine quoted a leading lawyer as saying, quote, Without the Fifth Circuit, we would be on the verge of actual warfare in the South. End quote. The court's transformation mirrored the politics of the Deep South. Ugh, sorry. Recruiting from increasingly conservative ranks of judges and legal scholars. Of its 17 active judges today, 12 were named by Republican presidents. When two uh, vacancies arose during Barack Obama's presidency, Republicans managed to derail the nomination process and keep the seats open. In 2015, notably, the courts upheld a decision blocking Obama's executive orders protecting undocumented immigrants whose children are in the U.S. Trump, uh, then came Trump, who named six judges to the court, more than a third of its total compensation. All are relatively young. They include Andrew Oldham, a former legal advisor to Texas Governor's Greg Abbott, who is in his early 40s. Federal judges have a lifetime tenure and typically serve long after the president who nominated them. Well, give me one second. Who nominated them left office. Carl Tobias, a law professor at the University of Richmond in Virginia, said of the Fifth Circuit's judges, quote, the vast majority have been appointed by Republican presidents going back to Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, and George H.W. Bush. Of course, the Bushes knew all of these people personally, I think, but Trump has really amped it up because he has chosen even more conservative people than Bush did, end quote. This affects which cases the court is likely to hear. Appeals in the ruby-red states, <clears throat> sorry, in the ruby-red states of Louisiana, I thought they were going to talk about Ruby Ridge for a minute. My brain just was glitching on that one. My apologies. Appeals in the Ruby Red states of Louisiana, Mississippi, and Texas naturally go before the Fifth Circuit. But its hard right pop, uh, repopulation is also an invitation to outsiders from, quote, forum shopping, end quote, in which a plaintiff or their backers choose a court that will treat their claims most favorably. Christopher Kang, co-founder and chief counsel of the progressive pressure group Demand Justice, said, quote, What we've seen 
over the last several years is, a, is that conservatives have stacked the Fifth Circuit with very ultra-conservative ideological judges. And so, when particularly controversial issues come up, lawyers from across the country find a way to file in the Fifth Circuit, which then allows it to hear the cases and have an outsized impact on the development of the law. And quote. He added, quote, This... <clears throat> This has been a very international decision by conservative legal activists to file their cases in the Fifth Circuit so that they can get the most extreme ruling possible as early as possible in the process, end quote. In October, the Fifth Circuit temporarily reinstated Texas's abortion law, the most extreme in the country, which bars the procedure as early as six weeks into pregnancy, a.k.a. it's a heartbeat bill, and outsources enforcement of the ban to ordinary citizens. Translation, they literally made it so women can, can't just go and get them. They have to get a doctor to sign off on them. Yeah, the Texas abortion bill wasn't this all-out, full fucking ban on abortions like people wanted you to think. No, they passed the heartbeat bill. As soon as they can detect a heartbeat of any fashion, it's alive and you can't get it aboard unless a doctor writes it off as like a medical need. So, safe, legal, and rare. The way the liberals wanted it to be 20 years ago is now how the conservatives want it to be, if at all. Earlier this month, it issued a stay freezing the Biden administration's efforts to require workers at companies with at least 100 employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19 or be tested weekly. Kang remarked, quote, Time and time again, the Fifth Circuit is the place for the most extreme rulings to come forward, and then the question is whether or not the Supreme Court will step in or how the Supreme Court will react. I, end quote, by the way, I am not so sure that them holding, halting the, the mandate is more extreme than the mandate itself. The mandate itself says you have to get this fucking vaccine. You have to take this medical procedure against your will. Or don't have a job. I find that to be a lot more extreme than the legal system coming out and being like, let's not do that, and instead, let's do this. I think someone's clearly more uh, crazy than the other. So far, the Fifth Circuit has frequently proven too extreme even for a Supreme Court that has a solidly conservative majority. Yep. The same Supreme Court that got fucking raided and stormed in by a bunch of feminists a couple years back and none of them got arrested for it. The High Court reversed six or six of seven. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh... Uh, give me one second. The page just jumped on me. Okay. <laughs> That's proven too extreme even for a Supreme Court that has a solid conservative majority. The higher court reversed six of seven decisions by the Fifth Circuit in the 2019 to 2020 term. In five of the seven decisions in the 2021 term. Among them were Fifth Circuit rulings upholding a Louisiana abortion law and striking down the Affordable Care Act. Trump appointed more than 200 judges to the federal bench, 
including almost as many federal appeals court judges in four years, 54, as Obama did in eight, meaning 2008-55, partially because Mitch McConnell, the Republican majority leader in the, st- in the Senate, thwarted many of Obama's appointees. Trump, quote, flipped the balance of several appeals courts to a majority of Republican appointees. Biden, however, has set about reversing the trend. With impressive speed, Kang commented, quote, There's definitely a grounds for optimism in that President Biden and Senate Democrats are prioritizing judges like never before on the Democratic side. I do think they are on pace for President Biden to appoint more appellate judges than Trump did in his first year. Govern me harder, Daddy. Biden emphasizes on professional diversity. Oh, boy. This is encouraging, Kang continued, quote, Oh, this is why you're defending them. They're talking about hiring more people of color just to meet some sort of BS social quota. Gotcha. Quote, public defenders and civil rights lawyers and union-side labor lawyers, the kinds of lawyers who have been traditionally excluded from the bench are being evaluated now and <clears throat> now, and that is tremendously important. Quote, the question is, how many vaccines will President Biden be able to fill because these are lifetime judgeships? Vacant, sorry. The, quote, the question is, how many vacancies Will President Biden be able to fill because these are lifetime judgeships? You're only able to fill vacancies when the judge retires or passes away. President Biden is filling these vacancies very quickly, but at at some point, there may not be any vacancies to fill. Conservatives, however, reject the premises that Trump warped the lower courts so that they no longer represent the will of the people on reproductive rights and other issues. Gert Levy, president of the advocacy group, the Committee for Justice, said, quote, polling indicates that something like 70 to 75 percent basically think there should be some protection of abortion, but that but that it shouldn't be abortion on demand, a moderate position which hasn't been able to be enacted because of Roe v. Wade. Yeah, well, Roe v. Wade was bullshit. And the Supreme Court judges came out and said, yeah, this was an overstep. Quote, depending on what the Supreme Court rules and its Fifth Circuit might very well be right in the middle of the American public opinion, I could name a bunch of issues like that, so I don't know that I buy the Fifth Circuit is any more out of step with the American people than some of some of the more liberal circuits. Ooh, the circuits tend to reflect America because it's a number of presidents going back to Reagan who have appointed the judges. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Inside Four Walls. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. And hopefully this uh, mandate keeps getting stalled and halted. Really what they want to do, right, is... And they're, they're still... This administration has gone out to businesses just go on with it anyway. So, hopefully... Uh, 
we, we can out, outlast this before it gets shot down in courts. Though, it was kind of surprising to me, my workplace included, how people, without Biden making an actual mandate, were willing to just turn around and do whatever he said based on decree. No legal paper signed at the time, just he said something and people started running with it. Really surprised me, and it kind of scares me the level of sheep we have to deal with sometimes. Because I knew so many people who were like, I don't care if Biden gets in there, I don't want to take the Trump vaccine. But as soon as Biden started putting pressure on people, they immediately were like, oh yes, we'll do it, we'll take the vaccine that you yourself said you wouldn't take, but now you're telling everybody to take it and apparently took yourself. Which I don't believe he actually took that booster. I'm uh, fully willing to commit to saying that I don't think he took that booster. But the real thing is, I, I don't think they expected this to go through. They've already said that, you know, the Biden administration, including Biden himself, would come out and said, yeah, we don't think this is constitutional. We don't think this is going to last. They just want to get as many people as they can as possible vaccinated as soon as possible and be like, well, we did what we could. Time to move on to other issues, you know, that they probably will make themselves. But without any further ado, thank you for listening to the show. I'll see you guys later.